Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Always good to have you here. If you don't like that, uh, really appreciate your support. Got a lot that I'm going to talk about on today's podcast. And uh, John Gruden is center stage and everything that is going on from the story that was published in the Wall Street Journal on Friday. I think it's important. I think I have a unique perspective. Well, unfortunately, maybe it's not unique anymore, but I certainly have a per- perspective that I would like to share. This podcast is brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. For your plumbing needs and repairs, and remember, they're available to you around the clock 24-7. Just go to newworksplumbing.com. They have got a fix for you, folks. Again, newworksplumbing.com. That's N-E-W-W-R-X plumbing.com. Here were the headlines when I woke up yesterday on the internet. ESPN, Las Vegas Raiders players react to John Gruden's 2011 emails as coach apologizes again. Yahoo Sports, the NFL is intertwined in the John Gruden racism controversy and it can't just walk away. Deadspin, John Gruden is the perfect example of how mediocre white men get to thrive in the workplace. Sports Illustrated, the Jaguars and Raiders hired coaches they saw as saviors. Now, they're stuck. I'm sure you've heard the story by now in the Wall Street Journal, a email from 2011 that was revealed in this story in which John Gruden was quoted as saying this, Demoris Smith has lips the size of Michelin tires, talking about Demoris Smith, the executive director of the NFL Players Association. At the time, John Gruden was with ESPN. He was not coaching in the NFL during that time, not that it matters. John Gruden apologized, said he was really sorry. He said that he had been angry at the time because of the lockout and did not trust the direction of the players led by Demora Smith. He said in the past, he has referred to people he believes to be lying as rubber lips. John Gruden said that he took it too far. Quote, I was upset. I used a horrible way of explaining it. Now, Demora Smith did not really take a lot of time to come out with his quote. This is Demora Smith. This is not the first racist comment that I've heard, and it probably will not be the last. This is a thick skin job for someone with dark skin 
just like it always has been for many people who look like me and work in corporate America. You know, people are sometimes saying things behind your back that are racist, just like you see people talk and write about using thinly coded and racist language. Racism like this comes from the fact that I'm at the same table as they are, and they don't think someone who looks like me belongs. I'm sorry my family has to see something like this, but I would rather they know. I will not let it define me. The National Football League also came out with a statement and said this. The email from John Gruden denigrating DeMora Smith is appalling, abhorrent, and wholly contrary to the NFL's values. We condemn this statement and regret any harm that its publication may inflict on Mr. Smith or anyone else. Mark Gruden, the owner of the Raiders, called the email disturbing and not the Raiders stand for. Let me start off by saying that the language in the email is wrong, and John Gruden should apologize for that. I don't think there's any question about that. I don't even think that is debatable. What he said was racist? Well, let's examine that for a moment. What is racism anymore in America? What What is considered racist? Does the intent of someone speaking or writing, doesn't that matter? John Gruden is 58 years old. John Gruden in his entire coaching career has been around a lot of black athletes. John Gruden, when he was working at ESPN, dealt with a lot of different ethnicities. I know because I used to go to ESPN three weekends every month, okay? I say that only because I've been in ESPN's headquarters, although not recently. I would also tell you that I did the Raiders on TV for five years right after John Gruden left for Tampa. I got to be friendly with a couple of the players on the team, some white, some black. I actually had a black player tell me that they did not respect, or he did not respect, John Gruden. He gave me the reasons why. Race never came into it. That was not one of the reasons. Over this past weekend, Hall of Famer Tim Brown came out and spoke in support of John Gruden. And I was very happy to see that. The Hall of Fame wide receiver playing for John Gruden for a number of years. And you saw, I think, Mike Tirico and Tony Dungy on Sunday night on NBC also echoing the same sentiment. John Gruden has come out on more than one occasion in the last three or four days and said he doesn't have a racist bone in his body. Josh Jacobs, Raiders running back currently. I've been around this guy for three years now. I've never felt a certain type of way about him. He's never rubbed me a certain way. That type of way, I mean. What he said is what he said at the end of day two, but I mean, I definitely trust him. I mean, it was 10 years ago. People grow. Well, I don't think it really matters whether it was 10 years ago or yesterday, if it's a racial comment, if it's racism, it's racism. John Gruden said this, all I can say is I'm not a racist. I can't tell you how sick I am. I apologize to D. Smith, but I feel good about who I am and what I've done my entire life. 
and I apologize for the insensitive remarks I had. I had no racial intentions with those remarks at all. I'm not like that at all, but I apologize. My question is this. Why was John Gruden's comments deemed as racist so quickly? Why? Why did so many automatically assume that what John Gruden said in his email was racism? Is that term, rubber lips, which he explained as someone that lies, in this case has lips like Michelin tires, is that racist? Was the intent of John Gruden's comments racially motivated? Obviously, DeMore Smith thinks so because he came out and said such. The National Football League also came out with a strong statement. Lord knows we have a lot of issues in this country as it pertains to race. A lot of issues. And they should be dealt with. And there should be little or no leeway when it comes to racism. Racism is really bad. I've been asked by many people about racism. And I answer it this way. I have a difficult time telling you what I feel racism is. But I know racism when I see it. And I'm not one to keep silent when I see racism. I speak up. I don't turn my head the other way. Unfortunately, there are too many in our society that do turn their head the other way. And if you see racism and you turn your head, then you're one of the reasons why we have a problem with racism in this country. If you see racism and remain silent, you are part of the problem. I've relayed this story several times on the podcast. For those that are you that are listening for the first time, I'll give you a brief summary of an example of what I'm talking about. I was in Philadelphia a couple of years ago doing my radio show, got off the air and went to a restaurant literally one block from the hotel we were staying at. Very nice restaurant, Del Frisco's in downtown Philadelphia. I went to the bar. I ordered myself a beer. I had already had an appetizer when a man came and sat two seats next to me at the bar. He was black. He uh, looked at the menu. He ordered a drink. Looked at the food menu. The bartender comes back to him and said, sir, would you like to order? The gentleman orders and he said, hey, would you like me to start a tab? He says, I'll need a credit card. The guy reaches into his wallet. He takes a credit card out. The man walks back to the register. I look at the guy next to me and I say, hey, I just want to let you know I've been sitting here for about 15 or 20 minutes. I've had a beer and an appetizer and he didn't ask me for my credit card. The bartender comes back. The man next to me questions him about it. You could tell the bartender was kind of heeing and hawing. It was very uncomfortable and tried to talk his way out of it. And I'm listening. And then I said, well, you know, you know, I think it's odd that you would ask him for his credit card and you didn't ask me for mine. Again, he was hemming and hawing and kind of making an excuse. And I said, you know what? I said, why don't we just call the manager over here? I think that would be a much better way to handle this. The manager comes over. We talk to the manager. I ended up talking with this guy for about two hours. He was in Philadelphia as a member of a band playing in the drums. I wish 
I had gotten his number, but I did not. And at the end of the conversation, after I was done, I said, hey, I've got to go. I've got work I have to do and got a game tomorrow. And he said, hey, thank you very much. And I said, no, you don't need to thank me. He goes, no, thank you very much for speaking up. And I, you know, I can't remember the exact words, but I said, hey, you know what? I, 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 I do that. I, I, and I'm not, listen, this is not about me, but I want to point a picture out here. If you see racism and you remain silent, then you're part of the problem. You are part of the problem. But what is racism? And why was Demore Smith so quick to judge? How come the NFL came out with a statement? Is that because they have to protect their brand in this woke culture that we live in in 2021? Don't we look at a man's body of work, John Gruden, at age 58? I thought Adam Silver said it very well before game one of the NBA Finals when he talked about the Rachel Nichols ESPN mess. And he made a couple of comments, and he said that, you know, before we really cancel somebody, and I'm paraphrasing what Adam said, we need to look at their body of work. Again, I look at John Gruden as I record this podcast as of right now. There hasn't been one player that has come out and made any racial claims involving John Gruden. If I'm wrong, let me know. I have not heard of one player that has come out and said they thought that John Gruden is racist. Not a player in Oakland, not a player in Tampa, not a player in any of the stops that he was in as a longtime assistant coach in the National Football League. Haven't heard any complaints from anyone at ESPN. As I said, both Mike Tirico and Tony Dungy spoke up for John Gruden on Sunday on NBC Football Night in America. So why why are so many people so quick to judge without examining? And I think I know part of the answer to that question. I can only walk in my shoes. I can't walk in your shoes or anybody else's. But here's what I can do, and I do do. I've asked a lot more questions than I used to. And I've told you that coming down here to South Florida has been so nice because nobody knows me. And when I get into conversations with people, there's no preconceived notion. Oh, it's not the guy that does the Kings games. It's not the guy on the radio show. It's just the guy, somebody they don't know anything about. And we have some amazing conversations. I've also shared with you that I've gotten to be unbelievably good friends with a 40-year-old lady down here and her entire family. I think I've shared with you that we have talked about everything as it relates to race and life, and I've also shared many of these stories with her mom and her dad and her brother and her best friends and her other friends, many of whom are black. And it's been a phenomenal experience for me because I'm not afraid to ask questions, and I do ask questions. And there was a seen at a restaurant a couple of weeks ago when I was with a group of about, I, I, I'm trying to think, maybe eight, nine, ten people. We were at a rectangular restaurant in a noisy restaurant. There was music playing. You know, it's Miami. It was kind of a hot spot, a good vibe. And I was the only white person at the table. And so the waiter was walking around the table, and then he got down to me, And I said to the waiter, I said, hey, can we get some menus, please? Because they were using the, what is it, the QR code that they had. And some of the people at the table were not comfortable with that. There was one lady that was 81 years of age. And I said, hey, can we just get, you know, a menu or two? And he said, sure, no problem. So he comes back and he puts the menus in front of me. And I see something across from me at the other end of the table. And I was kind of at the time looking at the menu and I didn't really get 
caught up on what was going on. So the person next to me, I said, I said, what did I miss here? And she said, you don't want to know. And I was like, no, I do want to know. And she said, she thought that the waiter was not giving her or in the others menus because they're black. And I'm like, you're kidding me. She said, no, I'm not kidding you. And so we had dinner. And at the end of the dinner, I went over and I spoke to the lady and I said, I, I, I'd really like to get, I, I want to ask you a couple of questions. And we talked and I said, did you really feel that the waiter was discriminating against you? And she said, yes. And I said, may, may I ask why you feel that way? And she talked about all of the bad experiences that she has endured being a black woman in this country. She grew up in Louisiana. And I was listening to her and I was just like, wow. So there are so many scars from so many black people that I perceive the situation with John Gruden as because of the past, you just automatically think racism without really examining a particular separate situation. That's how I perceive John Gruden's email. DeMora Smith, did he take five minutes or 10 minutes or did he want to sit there and evaluate John Gruden's body of work? I mean, DeMora Smith is the executive director of the NFL Players Union. I'm sure he could call up in two minutes and talk to many former players or current players for John Gruden. Right? Wouldn't you call up and go, hey, have you ever detected any racism with John when you played for him? I mean, that wouldn't be really hard to do, would it? But instead, he basically cries racism and calls John Gruden racist. And that's so unfortunate. Do you really believe the intent of John Gruden's comment, lips like Michelin tires, is racist? Do you believe his intent was to be racist? Again, I'm not condoning What he said, I think it's wrong, okay? His choice of words are horrible. But racist? Do we really, we want to go down that road? Do we want to just automatically accuse an individual of being racist? I told you that I've watched a lot of the conversations that Emmanuel Acho has had. Uncomfortable conversations with a black man. And I've watched, I've tried to watch every episode. And I remember last summer, because I think a lot of white people have the same question as the couple did from the HGTV network. And he asked Emmanuel Acho about, you know, I'm kind of confused. Do I refer to you as an African-American or black? And Emmanuel said black. And I thought that was very interesting, especially since just recently on the heels of Stephen A. Smith's just debacle and embarrassing comments as it related to the names on the Nigerian basketball team leading up to the Olympics, I thought it was interesting because Emmanuel Acho talked about his Nigerian name. And I was thinking to myself, wow. Because he said, when, when Emmanuel answered the question black, I asked my friend, I said, Do you, would, you be, would you like to be referred to in a conversation if someone's talking about your ethnicity as African-American or black? And she said, oh, no, African-American. I said, Why? She said, because my dad is from Nigeria. I said, well, that makes perfect sense to me. 
And then there's another guy I've become very, very good friends with here. He's 26 years old. He's just incredible. He's just great. Played football at Eastern Michigan, then transferred to North Carolina A&T. And he left Eastern Michigan, and I read the story that he wrote about racism with his coach. And David and I have had just amazing conversations over the last six, seven, eight months. And we'll sit down sometimes for two and three hours and talk about all of these issues. And the reason why I bring David up is I asked him the same question. He's from Philadelphia, and he said, black. I want to be referred to as black, not African-American. And then I was at the table at a restaurant a couple of months ago with another individual, a person of color that I thought was African-American. And we were in a conversation, and I referred to him as African-American. And he said, no, 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 I'm not African-American. I said, oh, I'm really sorry, black. He goes, no, I'm not black. And I'm like, and he was telling me where he was from in the Southern Caribbean. And he was like, no, I'm not African-American and I'm not black. I said, hey, I'm really sorry. He goes, no, that's okay. And we talked about it. And he said, don't worry about it. He goes, I get referred like that all the time. And he goes, it doesn't bother me, but I want you to know. And I said, hey, I really appreciate that. So now in most conversations that I've had, when I refer to a person that I think is black or African-American or like that night at dinner, now I would just say a person of color because it's very confusing. And I'm, I know I'm getting off on a tangent a little bit here, but I want you to understand that I think that there aren't enough questions that are being asked in our country right now. And when I listen to Emmanuel Acho and uncomfortable conversations with a black man, sometimes I think we should have a segment of uncomfortable conversations with a white man or a white person because I will tell you and I said I was going to do this after I got off my listen app show on Friday that I was going to talk to a lot of people this weekend about the John Gruden situation and most people that I talked to thought it was a gross overreaction in crying out racism and what what unfortunately happens is because there's such a rush to judgment I read the headlines from the internet, from Sports Illustrated, from ESPN, from Deadspin, and everything else. I listened to Randy Moss's comments on ESPN on Sunday where he broke down and many other journalists and people in the media industry, whether it's news or sports. There's just such a rush to judgment. And unfortunately, when we see the messages on the NFL field and we see the messages on the back of helmets, I've always believed that actions speak louder than words. Actions, actions to me, have always been more important than words. So when I look at an individual like John Gruden and I read five words or six words, I'm thinking to myself, wow, this man is 58 years old and now he is being declared a racist by many in our country. But yet, as I said earlier in this podcast, no former players, no former employees or current employees at ESPN, no current players on the Raiders, and I ask myself, why is that? And to me, it's pretty simple. John Gruden's Gruden's actions over his career have defined who he is and what he is about. To me, there's really little gray area, gray area there. And so... This bothers me and it makes me so sad because I think if we had like Emmanuel Acho 
uncomfortable conversations with a white person, I would say this. When you automatically cry out racism, you're actually doing a lot of damage to the racial divide in our country. Because there were a lot of people of other ethnicities other than people of color, whether it's African-American, whether it's black, that look at something that has occurred and the damage that it's done towards a man who I firmly believe made absolutely no intent at racism at all, but now he's being painted as a racist. And me, from going through this last summer for saying all lives matter, every single one, I've lived it. I know, okay? I've lived with it for 16 months. And I have no problem speaking from the heart and speaking the truth. When I see what's happened to John Gruden and others over a comment that I firmly believe had no racial tone to it, meaning that I don't believe there was any racial racist intent at all, I don't see the gap narrowing. I see the gap widening. I see it growing. And so I ask myself, and I give that story at the restaurant a couple of weeks ago, because of the scars, because of the racism that so many people of color have had to endure in this country, are they blind Are they not able to see when an individual makes a comment that to them seems racist, but is not? Why can't a white person in America criticize a person of color without being called a racist? I had a talk show in Sacramento for 26 years. There were a number of times, many times, that I criticized athletes of color not once did I ever think gee you know what this person is black african-american what have you I better not say that never entered my mind I didn't make my comment based on the color of somebody's skin the same way I didn't make a comment or refrain from making a comment based on an athlete that was white hispanic asian it never entered my mind you know what it's okay to criticize in america I'm not saying that John Gruden's language in that email was okay, because it's not. But if I criticize a black athlete on this podcast, which I have, by the way, I've criticized LeBron James a lot. I have a lot of respect for LeBron James in many, many facets. But I really have come down hard on LeBron James because I think he's a hypocrite. And I've read the quote from Mitch Albom, that we cannot be selective with our noise, not against hate. And I'm bothered that LeBron James, who has over 50 million followers on social media, is selective with his noise. I didn't hear LeBron James say anything about Myers Leonard with his anti-Semitic comment. I didn't hear LeBron James come out and say anything about Deshaun Jackson of the Philadelphia Eagles with his anti-Semitic comment. I didn't hear LeBron James come out and say anything as it relates to the Asian hate that unfortunately is going on in our country seemingly on a daily basis. But I don't have any problem picking up and reading the internet with LeBron James calling out a police officer in Columbus, Ohio and saying you're next and going on and on and on again to me you have a responsibility you have over 50 million followers hate is hate what's right is right 
And what's wrong is wrong. And just because you're a person of color, because you're an African-American, and you see hate or you see racism, as bad as that is, and it is bad, so is anti-Semitism, and so is our Asian hate that's going on in this country. And I can just go on and on and on. Think about the impact that LeBron James could have on so many people if he was not selective with his noise against hate. So I'm not afraid to criticize people of color, but I don't look at the color of their skin before I criticize them. So why is it that some, and I'm saying this, why is it that some athletes of color get criticized and they automatically assume it's racist? Now, I'm sure there are some examples that you could point out where racism was the reasoning behind a comment. But I believe that's very much in the minority. I believe that most people in our profession, when they criticize athletes, don't do it based on personal bias and agenda. As many times as I criticized DeMarcus Cousins, I didn't do it because, gee, he's black and I'm going to jump all over him. I did it because I was speaking for what I believed to be right. I believed to be speaking what was the truth. Had nothing to do with the man's skin color. I actually like DeMarcus. I think he has a lot of good qualities. Unfortunately, he has a lot of bad qualities, in my opinion. But I don't look at DeMarcus and make comments that are negative based on the color of his skin. You know, Matt Barnes and Chris Webber, who attacked me on social media, I never once criticized Matt Barnes or Chris Webber because of their ethnicity. I criticized Matt Barnes for being stupid. I criticized Matt Barnes for putting out a bottle of Hennessy on Instagram in the King's locker room in Philadelphia. I criticized Matt Barnes for getting into a brawl at a New York City nightclub as the Kings were getting ready to play a game against the Knicks, or maybe it was the Nets, I can't remember. I criticized Chris Webber for his failures in the playoffs and not living up to his star status that he had in the regular season. That doesn't make me racist. That makes me as a sports radio host that's giving my opinion based on how I feel. Why is it that we are so quick to judge and deem racism? So when I talk about uncomfortable conversations with a white man or a white person, you know, I would like to just say this. Stop being so quick to judge and calling out a white person a racist. Because I will tell you there are very few things in life that would be worse than a white person being called a racist. I know for a fact what's the worst thing you can call a person of color because I have had this conversation over and over and over and over again. And I understand the hate. I can't walk in your shoes, but I've listened to your stories and I understand where you are coming from. But I want you to not paint everything with just a broad brush and automatically assume it is racism. How are we ever going to bridge the gap with racism if we are calling out unfair and unjust acts of what you think is racist? Again, until someone proves to me otherwise, until I hear former players or current players come out and give me examples of why they think John Gruden is a racist, that I'm going to take the man at his word and I'm going to look at his body of work over 58 years. Because to me, actions speak 
louder than words. Actions speak louder than words. So if I was going to have a show, Uncomfortable Conversations with a White Man, the first thing I would say is stop it. Stop it. Stop labeling people. Stop with your quick rush to judgment. Do some freaking research. Take a deep breath, Demora Smith. Take a step back, all right? Don't take John Gruden's comments and start talking about discrimination and the color of your skin and your position, okay? Because I don't believe that John Gruden meant that. I don't believe that ever entered his mind, but you went down a very dangerous road. Yes, he said something that he shouldn't have said, but to turn it into racism and the headlines across the country and now tarnishing a man's name and his legacy is freaking wrong. It needs to stop. Cancel culture in this country is out of freaking control. It needs to stop. And Lord knows, as I said earlier in this podcast, we have a hell of a lot of problems in this country. And you know what? Racism is one of them. But you're never going to fix racism if you keep painting people in an unfair and unjust light. And I'm not making this about me, but if you still think that all lives matter, every single one is racist, then I think you are the problem. I'm not the problem. You're the problem. Because you're not willing to take a step back and examine someone's life, and you're not willing to go, wait a minute. Okay, what did he mean by that? Let's talk to him. Let's find out what was going through his mind when he put all lives matter, every single one. But that didn't happen. I was canceled. Is John Gruden going to be canceled? When I have my podcast on Friday with Tim Brando of CBS, or excuse me, of Fox Sports, is John Gruden still going to be the coach of the Raiders? Or is he going to be canceled like me and so many others in this country? This needs to be talked about. It needs to be discussed. And you know what? White people need to have a form and we need to have a seat at the table just like a person of color does. Don't just cast us aside and act like our opinion and our thought doesn't matter because it does matter. And we have a different perspective on some things. And here's something else if you're listening to this and you are white, if you're Asian, if you're Hispanic, If you're not a person of color and you see racism and you remain silent, then you should be ashamed of yourself because you're the reason why we have such a problem in this country. Speak the hell up. Stop staying in the corner. All right. You have a voice. Use it. Use it. Would you please? I'm going to try to make a segue now into our crowd ultra questions. Uh, I just felt that that was a discussion that needed to be had. I thought I had to give you my perspective, but uh, I did, and I would really appreciate uh, your comments, your feedback on social media or wherever else you can reach me. But it is time for our Crowd Ultra uh, Q&A, and it is very easy to ask me a question. Go to crowdultra.com. All right, Alan asked, do you feel bad for the college girl involved in the Urban Meyer video and her family? No, I don't. She's just as guilty as Urban Meyer, in my opinion. Uh, When I mean guilty, uh, I believe that her actions were not exactly uh, proper. I'll just put it to you that way. So do I feel sorry for her? No, not really. Should I feel sorry for her? Maybe I'm missing something to this story. If I am missing something, uh, please let me know. Zach asked, does it seem like unvaccinated NBA players are being picked on by the media 
for their personal choice. Yes, I believe that they are being uh, picked on, but it's only because I believe they're in the minority, not the majority. And I believe that when you're on a team and everyone else is vaccinated and you have, you know, only a handful of players that aren't, I understand the media uh, jumping on them. Pat wants to know, does Gruden coach the Raiders again? As I just talked about that for 30 minutes, I sure hope so. I sure hope so. Jay wants to know, how does Alabama losing to A&M impact the playoff picture? Well, right now it impacts it greatly because they're not in the top four. Obviously, if they end up playing Georgia in the SC championship game, they would have to win that SEC title game to get into the final four. And whoever they would play, they would be the favorite. I still believe if Alabama played Iowa right now, they'd be a minimum two-touchdown favorite. I believe they'd be a minimum two-touchdown favorite if they played Cincinnati uh, as well. Andrew wants to know, should Seahawks fans be concerned over Russell Wilson's finger injury? No, I don't believe that they should. He had surgery. I believe that everything is expected to make a full recovery. Mark wants to know, is Josh Allen a better version of Ben Roethlisberger? I'm not ready to go there just yet it's a great question but I'm not ready to go there just yet you know Ben's going to be a Hall of Famer Josh Allen right now is not a Hall of Famer Pat asked us Derek Carr refusing to discuss contract extensions during the season show we may leave no listen Derek Carr has been unbelievably loyal to the Raiders and has said so I wouldn't just read into that uh, this season will dictate that but no I don't think so. I think Carr has said everything right. He's been a consummate professional for the Raiders. He's been an unbelievable uh, team player. I think the guy has been uh, incredible. Sean wants to know, will Myers Leonard get back into the NBA? I think he should. I think he's an NBA player. Whether or not he does will just be uh, very interesting. Jackson wants to know, do you see the 76ers one of three draft picks and three draft swaps from the Blazers for Ben Simmons? Jackson, I did. You know, I also don't know if you saw that they now feel that Ben Simmons will be back with Philadelphia. You know, that was the news that came out yesterday that uh, talks are proceeding and that they may very well have Ben Simmons back with the Philadelphia 76ers. And good luck for that. It's time for Brent, Brent, Brent. My rant is brought to you by Roy's Umbrella for all of your home loan needs. Roy's Umbrella, awesome. I've gotten to know Roy over the years. Uh, he's like a throwback. Uh, you know, he's had really two sentences, uh, death sentences of cancer. He's persevered, overcome both. Uh, he's got a unique perspective. Uh, I love the man. Uh, he's been so loyal to me, but the way he treats his customers, home loans can be confusing. Maybe you're looking to buy a new home, refi. Uh, there are a lot of things you need to know as it may affect your rate, and Roy and his staff are great. Just give Roy a call. You can get all the information you need by going to roysumbrella.com. That's RoysUmbrella.com. So Sunday night, I'm watching the Red Sox and the Rays. There's a man on first. The runner runs with the pitch. You know the play. Long fly ball to right center field. The ball hits off the wall, hits the outfielder, goes into the bullpen, and it is a ground rule double. Now at age 62, had I been the man on first and I had been running with the pitch, I would have easily scored had that ball stayed in the field of play. The problem was not the call by the umpires. The problem is the rule. Umpires need to, need to be able to have common sense there. All right? The rule is specific on a ground rule double. You only advance two bases. So the runner did not score. He had to go back to third. And you could just kind of feel the air go out of the raised balloon. Bottom of the inning. Two-run homer. Walk off. And Boston leads the series two games to one. And the series may be over as you're listening to this. But that was the case after Sunday night. 
How about some common sense in our rules in all sports? I mean, really? The ball goes out of play when the runner is almost on second base? And you think that the runner is not going to score? Could have probably scored coming in on his hands and knees. Terrible. Absolutely a terrible, terrible rule by Major League Baseball. And it may end up sending the wrong team to the American League Championship Series. There would have been a runner on second. There would have still been, obviously, a chance to score that runner. But it changed the whole momentum of the game. Changed everything. Awful. Terrible job by Major League Baseball. Put some common sense into your rules, would you please? I mean, we don't need to see a team lose a playoff game over a stupid-ass rule. Fix it. Fix it. So that doesn't happen again. And that's my rant for today. Hey, that is my podcast for today. I really appreciate you listening. Uh, I'd love to get your thoughts on what is a, a very, I think, not only sensitive, but important topic that I talked about on today's podcast. Friday, Tim Brando from Fox Sports. We'll talk about some college football and other things going on. He's one of my favorites. That's Friday, coming up right here. If you don't like that, with Grant Napier. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.